Hey friends, this is Fun Therapy, and my name is Mike Foster, and together we're going to dive into the messy and brutal but oh-so-beautiful parts of our not-so-perfect stories, and we're going to do it with a smile. Our culture often teaches us to pursue happiness, but that, I believe, is an unfortunate idea, because pursuing happiness means we're going to have to ignore sadness. We dismiss those other emotions. We say that they aren't nearly as important as happiness. Instead, may I suggest we pursue wholeness. Wholeness is what we should be striving for. And part of wholeness is sadness and disappointment and frustration and failure. All of those things which make us who we are. Feeling and experiencing those things lead to a whole life. And wholeness is what we want. And if happiness happens along the way too, well, that's just the extra bonus. My name is Mike Foster, and this is Fun Therapy. Well, friends, I'm so glad that you're here for the Fun Therapy podcast I have a couple quick announcements. I want you to come to my two-day fun therapy event called Strongest. It's happening in Carlsbad, California, which is in the San Diego area, right along the coast, about three or four minutes from the beach. It's uh, May 16th or 17th, and it's a workshop to help you become more you, to create emotional fitness in your life, to stoke the passions of your heart, to really take ownership of your life, to just invest in yourself and in your personal development. We are wrapping up the final details. It's going to be really awesome. I'm so excited. We uh, just finished with the caterer for the, the party at my house on the first night. We are ordering up the best San Diego weather you could ever imagine. We have a photographer who's amazing. He's going to be taking pictures the whole time. And we're going to do a a live recording of the Fun Therapy podcast, and you don't want to miss this. It's going to be Q&A and teaching and conversations, and you can get more information at uh, my website at mikefoster.tv, mikefoster.tv, and register there. And we have just a few spots left, Not not a whole lot of spots left, but I'd love for you to come, and if you can come, let's do this. May 16th and 17th, strongest, my first official fun therapy event. All right. Also want to say thanks for uh, subscribing and reviewing and rating the podcast. It, it always means a lot. And I wanted to just share a couple reviews that were left last week and read those to you and just bring you into this, uh, this conversation. T-Dubs says this about the Mac and Meredith Brock episode. Gave it five stars. That's very nice. And it says, Mac and Meredith Brock episode was praise hands. Okay, so just imagine the praise hands up in the air. I agree. <laughs> it was uh, a great episode. Thank you for your openness and vulnerability. Hashtag relationship goals. If you haven't listened to that episode, make sure to check that one out. It is, it's a really great episode. And I feel I felt the same way about Mac and Meredith and what they shared. It's just, I want my relationship to be more like theirs. It's just healthy vulnerability, 
on display and it was so, so inspiring to hear them talk about their marriage and things that they're figuring out. So thanks T-Dubs for leaving that review. Uh, also, Joe Love 222 says this, taking ownership. Says, oh my gosh, this was uh, a wonderful episode and one I needed to hear at this juncture in my life. Insightful, helpful, and always caring. Bonus is Mike's soothing voice and the beautiful music that accompanies it. Well, thank you, Joe Love 222. And if you haven't rated or reviewed or starred on iTunes, it is the best gift that you can give me as a podcaster. Leave a review. Uh, also share it if you're listening right now. Just uh Take a screenshot and share that on social media and tag me in it. I always appreciate it. We'll definitely say thank you when you do that. All right, moving on. What are we going to talk about? Well, I love what Glennon Doyle Melton, the author Glennon Doyle Melton says. She says this, if you feel something calling you to dance or write or paint or sing, please refuse to worry about whether you're good enough. Just do it. Be generous, offer a gift to the world that no one else can offer, yourself. And so I want to talk about, for a few minutes, about how to find your purpose in life, to how how to live out your calling, how to really live out a great story. And it, uh, it's uh, something that I'm very passionate about. I spend a lot of time helping people do this in their own lives. We're going to be talking about this at the strongest event. And so I'd love for you just to spend a few minutes with me as we talk about how to find your purpose. So a few years ago, I wrote a workbook called Wonder Life, and I talked about how to embrace our not-so-perfect stories and really find our calling and our purpose. And it's something I do still do today with working with clients I in my two-day intensives that I do with individuals and leaders. It's really about just defining your calling, defining your purpose and your mission, and what is it that I want in my life and what are the things that I'm going after and I, I think sometimes as we think about our calling and we think about our purpose, it sometimes feels like a a puzzle. And I, I don't know if you do this, but during the holidays, my family will often get out a puzzle and sometimes it's those thousand piece or 5,000 piece puzzles. And this this seems to happen every single time when we do a puzzle you get to the very end of the puzzle and you realize that you're missing four or five pieces of the puzzle. Has this ever happened to you? Man, is that frustrating. <laughs> it's like, that is the worst feeling. Like, where are those pieces? You, you're supposed to have this beautiful picture that's on the box of the puzzle and you're like, well, I'm going to put in the time and the work and you put in the time and the work and then you look at the puzzle and it's missing five pieces at all these random places in the puzzle. And you're like, my picture doesn't look like the picture that was promised on the box. And I think we feel that way sometimes in terms of our calling, 
in terms of our purpose. You're like, I, maybe you're sitting there right now going, this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what I wanted. Maybe you feel stuck and you're just feeling like, ah, I'm not enjoying life right now. I'm not feeling like I'm making a difference right now. And I get that. I think we've all been in those places and it's very, very frustrating. And, or maybe with your puzzle, you're like, I'm not missing five pieces of my puzzle. My puzzle is just scattered all over the place. All this randomness. And I've tried to put it together, but I don't have a picture of what it's supposed to look like. I don't have the box. I, I, I lost the box. I've got all the pieces in this plastic bag, but no box. And some of us feel that that way too. So it's not missing pieces. It's just that we have thousands of pieces and we have no idea where they're supposed to go. And so I want to kind of take that pressure off of you. I want to, I want you to maybe take a deep breath and, and relax a little bit about your life and where it's going and encourage you by talking about kind of two key things that I think are critical. The first thing is really just knowing that right now your story matters right now, that right now in, in a uh, very significant way, you are carrying out your purpose. You are carrying out your calling. Today is full of meaning. Now you may not see it that way and you may not, uh, you know, run run it through that lens like hey today actually stinks and this season's been really hard or i feel really confused right now i get that but it's all part of making you who you are and preparing you for this place of of really helping others and loving the world really well i uh i love this story i, I shared it actually at catalyst last week the story of a baseball player named Jeremy Brown. He played for the Arizona Diamondbacks and he gets up to plate, up to the plate. And he's an infielder and he's a big guy. He's like 240 pounds, not very agile, kind of slow. And so he gets up to bat and he cracks the ball and sends it flying out into the outfield. And Jeremy starts running down to first base. And he's like, I'm going to now try, I'm going to try to stretch this into a double. So I hit that pretty well. I'm going to try to, try to stretch this into a double. And so he starts rounding first base. And as he rounds first base, again, a big guy, not exactly an agile guy. And he gets tripped up on the back. And so, it, and there's a video of this on YouTube. It's really brilliant. It, you got to watch it if you can, if you can find it. He, he runs around the base, runs around first base, gets tripped up and he falls flat on his stomach kind of halfway between uh, second base and in first base. He's like, ah, oh, I was going for the double, and now I have just completely screwed up. And so what he does is he he doesn't get up. He actually crawls back to first base as fast as he can to touch the bag so he wouldn't be called out or be tagged out. And then you see the first baseman kneel down next to, to Jeremy. And the first baseman tells him, uh, keep running, keep running. You hit a home run. You see what Jeremy didn't realize he was trying to, he thought he had to, you know, he thought that he was now experiencing his most embarrassing moment, his most humiliating moment of trying to stretch a, a his hit into a double and getting tripped up on first base. 
but really he had, when he cracked that ball, he had hit it so hard that he cleared the back fence by 60 feet. He had hit a home run. He had hit the ball out of the park. And I think sometimes in our own stories, we feel that way. We feel defeated. We feel like we've tripped, we've failed. We're lying on our stomachs and afraid that we're going to be tagged out. So we slowly or quickly crawl back to first base. Maybe that's you right now. Maybe you have been in that, that mindset where you're settling, where you feel like your story doesn't matter. It feels tough. And I just want to encourage you that, that you need to, you need to look at whatever you're experiencing right now through a different lens and saying, what can I learn here? What can I maximize here? I, I think you know the most successful people that I know and the people that I love hearing their stories about are people who've uh, taken lemons and turned them into a lemonade, but then took that lemonade and turned it into a lemonade stand. And what I mean by that is, it's not that you just take your suffering and your failures and maybe your uh, painful parts of your story and and turn them into lemonade, but it's that you actually get to bring that that lemonade and then bring it to a wor- to the rest of the world as a really awesome gift. And so don't don't belittle your every day. Don't belittle the moments that may feel insignificant. Your story matters right now. It's important that, and what, so what does that, what does that mean? Well, uh, when I say your story matters, it means that you see the value in the struggle. You see the value of those val- valley experiences. Uh, when we say that our story matters, it, it says, I know every part helps me become my future self. The highs and the lows, the the wins, the successes, the the home runs, but then also the times that we round first base and trip and fall. Every part helps me become my future self. And saying that my story matters also says that we, we find our calling and we find our purpose in the crawl. And what I mean by that is in the slow, small ways, we we realize that even like micro moves and micro risks and micro changes and micro chances that you take to become and step into your purpose matter. It's incredibly important. A friend of mine, well, Jason Russell, who you might know, he was been on the, the podcast. He, uh, he says this, that, that only broken things can help make broken things beautiful again. And that's so true. I believe that. So don't dismiss the pain. Don't dismiss the the loss. Don't dismiss the things that may feel humiliating to you or embarrassing to you. That's going to help you make broken things beautiful again. Or as author Brendan Manning says, so poignantly, he says, In love's service, only wounded soldiers can serve. Turning out the light
I love music. If you can't tell that by now, I I love music. I listen to it all the time. It's playing always in my house. I I find great healing in music. So one of the things I love to do is go see an orchestra. There's something really beautiful and powerful about an orchestra, like a 140-piece orchestra. I remember seeing the, the LA Philharmonic at the Hollywood Bowl, and I was just like, wow, that's amazing. There's so many instruments and there's the the conductor and the first violin and it's really cool. It's really cool when they play Star Wars uh, music, by the way. Uh, I love that soundtrack. <laughs> and I actually have heard the LA Philharmonic uh, play the Star Wars soundtrack, which was pretty hot. Uh, so anyways, not to get too distracted, but there's a... There's an instrument in the orchestra that I, I find fascinating. And it's the guy in the very back of the orchestra who plays the triangle. And the triangle is this, as as it sounds, a a instrument that is a tr- in a triangle shape, and then you hit it with this little mallet, 
and you just it goes ding ding one note like ding ding but but that is an instrument that is played in the orchestra and i think sometimes when we think about the impact that we're making in uh, the world and our dreams or we think about you know the work that we're doing sometimes it feels like we're the triangle player right sometimes i feel like oh, i'm just in the back playing the triangle nobody really cares i'm not a cello i'm not a violin I'm not the French horn. I'm not that beautiful flute. And sometimes we can just stand back there and go, you know what? I'm invisible. Nobody cares. But that's simply not true. Like your, your life and your contribution matters so much. And you aren't just a triangle player. You, you have an important role. I mean, think about it. When the composer wrote that that symphony right he called for a triangle there's a point in the music where the triangle was needed and and he would be very upset if the triangle wasn't there because as he thought about the experience and as people would listen to this this beautiful music there was a point where we needed the ding ding <laughs> Whatever, wherever that fell within the the uh, the music, it, it's supposed to be there. You know who else would be very upset if the the triangle kind of bailed or said, "Yeah, hey, you forget it. I'm not that important." The conductor, right? The guy leading the music, because he's looking down at his music. He goes, "Hey, at this section of the music, I need that triangle." And I think also the the orchestra. The rest of the players would go like, hey, where's the triangle? We need the triangle. Music says triangle. And yeah, not all of us can be first violinists. I know I'm not. <laughs> and uh, not everybody can play the beautiful cello. Uh, but but every person, every life, every calling, every contribution matters. It's incredibly important. And so... The second point I, I want to talk about here is, number one, you, you need to know that your story matters and to live that way, be proud of it. And so the second idea is really just that you're unashamed about the things that you care about and you're unashamed about your gifts and your strengths and the skills and you're unashamed of your weirdness because we're all weird, right? We all have quirks and weird stuff about us. And somewhere along your story, you learn that certain things are okay or adultish and respectable. And unfortunately, the critics created us insecurity. It dulled our dreams. And uh, maybe you were once hot and spicy, but fear watered you down. Johnny Keff, who is an author, he's been on the podcast before. He says this, I, I think this is really true. Stop giving the haters speaking roles in the movie of your life. Stop it. Stop giving them the speaking roles. They're just extras. But it so often happens, a flippant rude comment, a snickering from coworkers about some idea that you shared at the meeting, or just like to be maybe bullied uh, for what you love has has flattened you. It has taken the energy out of your dreams. It's taken the energy out of your purpose in life. 
And so we start doing things that we're supposed to do rather than things we really love or like to do. And we fit in, but we totally lose out. And so I want to invite you to go back to your childhood and what fired you up as a kid? What did you love? What were the things that were uniquely you? And maybe along the way, the 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 critics just beat that right out of you. And what are the things that you would do for free right now? That we just do for fun because they, they give you life. And maybe as a kid, you collected bugs or made clothes or you like to explore new places or play house or maybe you like to cook. I, I don't know what you did as a kid, but what was the thing that brought you a lot of joy before the eye roll police came along? You know who I'm talking about? The people... You share your ideas or they 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 roll their eyes like oh, whatever they think it's all weird but part of stepping into your calling means that that we're unashamed about these things like whatever it looks like whoever we are that uh whatever we're into whatever our weird is we 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 value it we give it worth the uh the other thing I want to I want to say to you is that um, I want you to take a breath, and sometimes, like when we think about calling it, it, it we feel like it has to be really huge, or you know, cue the the angelic choir like calling. Oh, let's let's kind of that take some of that pressure off of you right now, and and really calling is a lot more simple than that, and it can be little things. It can be just, it could be the stuff that that you loved as a kid and moving more into that. So the Greek word uh, vocare is really where the word calling come, comes from. And, and the word vocare basically means, hey, you, come over here. It's this passion that, that pulls us. It, it's kind of like, saying, hey, what are your quirks and interests? You know, what are you what are you into? Well, if you're into that, come on over here. And there are certain things in this world that only you can care about. It's true. There are certain jobs in this world that only you can do, and I, I think you are called to do them. And And here's the other thing, as we think about calling, don't get too hung up on that word, keep it small. But but it is little things. It is the little, hey, yous come over here. It, it is you just saying, hey, you know what? I think I might be able to help over there. Or it's you saying, yeah, I'd like to do that. Or responding with, yep, that sounds like my thing. Because it may seem like a little thing, but little things turn into big things. You know, our calling and we think about making an impact in the world, it it's so often not this big, glamorous mountaintop experience, is it? It's really quite small and but important and 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 impactful. And it's not fireworks and lasers and you know, Hollywood movies being made of our calling, but it is the the simple things of you just saying yeah, I think I can help over there. Yeah, I'd like to do that. Calling, 
The word vocare means, hey, you, come over here. And so I want to, I just want to encourage you as we think about being unashamed, whatever we love, be into it, be fully into it. Remember this, you don't need a permission slip to love the things that you, that are in your heart, your heart. Let me say that again. You don't need a permission slip to love the things that are in your heart, to love the things that you love. Go do it. You don't need approval. You don't need a permission slip. You don't need anybody's validation. And so for us to live unashamed about the things that we love and care about, which is absolutely critical to our calling, means that I will no longer diminish or deny or downplay my passions for the sake of others' approval. If you live your life for others' approval, that is not much of a life. But if you recognize the things that are inside of you, that bring you to life, that you would do for free, that that make you feel more like you, then you're on the right path. I love what uh, Richard Rohr says. He says that all great spirituality teaches about letting go of what you don't need and who you are not. And at that place, you will have nothing to prove to anybody and nothing to protect. And so I want to encourage you, know that your story matters and live that way. Know that whatever the struggle looks like, whatever your past looks like, whatever your present looks like, know that every part of it matters. Number two, live unashamed. Show up fully. Say, here I am. This is what I'm into. This is what I'll fight for. This is where I'm going to put my stake in the ground. Go back to that time as a kid to, to find those passions, uh, to, to nurture those passions and care for those passions before the, the eye roll police came in or the, the critics came in or the haters came in. You have a great story. And you may feel like a triangle player, but you're not. You're, you play a specific role and your life plays a specific role in making the world a more beautiful place. Never forget that, my friends. Friends, I hope you have enjoyed this episode and it has been helpful to you. If it has, I'd love for you to share it with your friends and followers. I encourage you to just screenshot your phone right now or however you're listening and post it, tag me in it. If you're on Instagram, Mike Foster 2000, Mike Foster 2000. And yeah, make sure to rate and review, leave a a comment and I might read it next week. And again, the workshop coming up May 16th and 17th here in Carlsbad. I'd love to hang out with you for two days. All the info is over at my website at mikefoster.tv forward slash strongest or just go to mikefoster.tv. There's stuff on the homepage there. I want to say thank you to my friend Sleeping at Last for providing all the lush and beautiful and moving music. Oh, my friends, I want you to remember no matter what has happened in your story, that your setbacks can become your superpowers and honesty is always the best policy. We'll see you next time.
on the Fun Therapy Podcast.